Chapter Seventeen of the Patchwork Girl of Oz by L. Frank Baum. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Seventeen: Ozma and Her Friends. The Shaggy Man had a room of his own in the royal palace, so there he went to change his shaggy suit of clothes for another, just as shaggy but not so dusty from travel. He selected a costume of pea-green and pink satin and velvet, with embroidered shags on all the edges, and iridescent pearls for ornaments. Then he bathed in an alabaster pool, and brushed his shaggy hair and whiskers the wrong way, to make them still more shaggy. This accomplished, and arrayed in his splendid shaggy garments, he went to Ozma's banquet hall and found the Scarecrow, the Wizard, and Dorothy already assembled there. The Scarecrow had made a quick trip and returned to the Emerald City with his left ear freshly painted. A moment later, while they all stood in waiting, a servant threw open the door, the orchestra struck up a tune, and Ozma of Oz entered. Much has been told and written concerning the beauty of person and character of this sweet girl ruler of the land of Oz, the richest, the happiest, and most delightful fairyland of which we have any knowledge. Yet with all her queenly qualities, Ozma was a real girl, and enjoyed the things in life that other real girls enjoy. When she sat on her splendid emerald throne in the great throne-room of her palace, and made laws and settled disputes, and tried to keep all her subjects happy and contented, she was as dignified and demure as any queen might be. But when she had thrown aside her jeweled robe of state and her scepter, and had retired to her private apartments, the girl, joyous, light-hearted, and free, replace the sedate ruler. In the banquet hall tonight were gathered only old and trusted friends, so here Ozma was herself, a mere girl. She greeted Dorothy with a kiss, the shaggy man with a smile, the little old wizard with a friendly handshake, and then she pressed the scarecrow's stuffed arm and cried merrily, what a lovely left ear! Why, it's a hundred times better than the old one. I'm glad you like it, replied the scarecrow, well pleased. Ginger did a neat job, didn't she? And my hearing is now perfect. Isn't it wonderful what a little paint will do, if it's properly applied? It really is wonderful, she agreed, as they all took their seats. But the sawhorse must have made his legs twinkle to have carried you so far in one day. I didn't expect you back before tomorrow at the earliest. Well, said the scarecrow, I met a charming girl on the road and wanted to see more of her, so I hurried back. Ozma laughed. I know, she returned. It's the patchwork girl. She is certainly bewildering, if not strictly beautiful. "'Have you seen her, then?' the straw man eagerly asked. "'Only in my magic picture, which shows me all scenes of interest in the land of Oz.' "'I fear the picture didn't do her justice,' said the scarecrow. "'It seems to me that nothing could be more gorgeous,' declared Ozma. "'Whoever made that patchwork quilt from which Scraps was formed, 
must have selected the gayest and brightest bits of cloth that ever were woven. "'I am glad you like her,' said the Scarecrow, in a satisfied tone. Although the straw man did not eat, not being made so he could, he often dined with Ozma and her companions, merely for the pleasure of talking with them. He sat at the table and had a napkin and plate, but the servants knew better than to offer him food. After a little while he asked, "'Where is the patchwork girl now?' "'In my room,' replied Dorothy. "'I've taken a fancy to her. She's so queer and—and and uncommon.' "'She's half crazy, I think,' added the shaggy man. "'But she is so beautiful!' exclaimed the Scarecrow, as if that fact disarmed all criticism. They all laughed at his enthusiasm, but the Scarecrow was quite serious. Seeing that he was interested in scraps, they forbore to say anything against her. The little band of friends Ozma had gathered around her was so quaintly assorted that much care must be exercised to avoid hurting their feelings or making any one of them unhappy. It was this considerate kindness that held them close friends and enabled them to enjoy one another's society. Another thing they avoided was conversing on unpleasant subjects, and for that reason Ojo and his troubles were not mentioned during the dinner. The shaggy man, however, related his adventures with the monstrous plants which had seized and enfolded the travelers, and told how he had robbed Chiss, the giant porcupine, of the quills which it was accustomed to throw at people. Both Dorothy and Ozma were pleased with the exploit, and thought it served Chiss right. Then they talked of the woozy, which was the most remarkable animal any of them had ever before seen except, perhaps, the live sawhorse. Ozma had never known that her dominions contained such a thing as a woozy, there being but one in existence, and this being confined in his forest for many years. Dorothy said she believed the woozy was a good beast, honest and faithful, but she added that she did not care much for the glass cat. Still, said the shaggy man, the glass cat is very pretty, and if she were not so conceited over her pink brains, no one would object to her as a companion. The wizard had been eating silently until now, when he looked up and remarked, that powder of life which is made by the crooked magician is really a wonderful thing. But Dr. Pipt does not know its true value, and he uses it in the most foolish ways. I must see about that, said Ozma gravely. Then she smiled again, and continued in a lighter tone. It was Dr. Pipt's famous powder of life that enabled me to become the ruler of Oz. "'I've never heard that story,' said the shaggy man, looking at Ozma questioningly. "'Well, when I was a baby girl I was stolen by an old witch named Mombi, and transformed into a boy,' began the girl ruler. "'I did not know who I was, and when I grew big enough to work, the witch made me wait upon her and carry wood for the fire and hoe in the garden.' One day she came back from a journey, bringing some of the powder of life which Dr. Pipt had given her. I made a pumpkin-headed man, and set it up in her path to frighten her, for I was fond of fun, and hated the witch. 
but she knew what the figure was, and to test her powder of life she sprinkled some of it on the man I had made. It came to life, and is now our dear friend Jack Pumpkinhead. That night I ran away with Jack to escape punishment, and I took old Mombi's powder of life with me. During our journey we came upon a wooden sawhorse standing by the road, and I used the magic powder to bring it to life. The sawhorse has been with me ever since. When I got to the Emerald City, the good sorceress Glinda knew who I was and restored me to my proper person when I became the rightful ruler of this land. So you see, had not old Mumby brought home the powder of life, I might never have run away from her and become Ozma of Oz, nor would we have had Jack Pumpkinhead and the sawhorse to comfort and amuse us. That story interested the shaggy man very much, as well as the others, who had often heard it before. The dinner being now concluded, they all went to Ozma's drawing-room, where they passed a pleasant evening before it came time to retire. End of chapter 17